There's a whole genre of books detailing the stories of people who died and claim they went to heaven. Some of these books have sold millions of copies. Should apostolic believers take these claims seriously, even if they contradict scripture? Keep listening to hear Dr. David K. Bernard's response. Welcome to Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, a podcast dedicated to helping modern-day believers live out the teachings of the first-century church. This podcast is part of the teaching ministry of Dr. David K. Bernard. Dr. Bernard has dedicated his life to studying the Bible and helping believers apply its message to their daily lives. In Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, Dr. Bernard answers your questions about what the Bible teaches and how those teachings apply to everyday life. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Dr. David K. Bernard. As General Superintendent of the United Pentecostal Church International, I want to invite you to join me September 19 through 22nd in Indianapolis, Indiana for our annual General Conference. General Conference is an opportunity to experience firsthand what God is doing across North America and around the world through the ministry of the United Pentecostal Church International. Last year's General Conference in Orlando, Florida was one of the best in recent memory. We're expecting God to do great things again at this year's General Conference. You can visit upcigc.com and subscribe to email updates to learn more about what's happening at this year's General Conference. I look forward to seeing you later this year in Indianapolis. God bless. It seems to me that there's a whole genre of books that are out there detailing the stories of people who have died and then claim they went to heaven only to return and they're sharing their story in books. Some of these books have sold millions of copies. I think the problem that I, at least from the vantage point that I see is that many of these accounts seem to contradict scripture in some way. Some of the, the people who claim to have seen God or have been to heaven uh, have not been born again, according to Acts 2.38. How should apostolic believers respond to these kinds of stories? Should we take them seriously, or what's your take on this? I would say uh, take them with a grain of salt, which means uh, cautiously. Uh, but first, the first thing's first. The Bible is our authority for everything we need for salvation, Christian life, Christian ministry. That's stated in 2 Timothy 3, 15 through 17. So first, any definitive information should come from the Bible. Anything that directly contradicts the Bible is simply wrong. There could be a big gray area where there is some discretion. I do think what the main thing we might take away from these various testimonies is that the human life is more than just the physical body. It's more than just materialism, as atheistic science would say, that we're just highly evolved animals um, that have no soul, and when we die, that's the end. So if these uh, near-death experiences teach us anything, they teach us that the human being is more than that, more than just an animal body, but we do have a soul. Now, any authoritative experience, as I said, would have to agree with Scripture or have to come from Scripture, and if it's legitimate, have to agree with Scripture. So I do know for sure one person who had uh, in scripture who had a heavenly division vision and described it. And that's John, the book of revelation in John chapter four, he was caught up into heaven. 
He saw one God on one throne, which is identified as Jesus Christ. He saw 24 elders, which seemed to be the saints of the ages worshiping uh, God around the throne. So even that is highly symbolic, but that's what heaven is going to be like. Now, we do have the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Some think is a parable, but even if it's a parable, a parable is a true-to-life story, not, not a fantasy story. Uh, but Jesus gave this story, and he did describe it's before uh, his death, burial, and resurrection. But he described a, a place of the afterlife where the souls of people are, have conscious existence, uh, one place in a place of rest and joy, the other place of unrest and torment for the righteous versus unrighteous. And the rich man who is in torment saw the poor beggar Lazarus now uh, enjoying the afterlife. Now, I do believe that's a temporary place of waiting for the judgment. And I also believe that because once Jesus arose from the dead, then the dead in Christ are in his presence. They don't have to wait for anything else because he has purchased their salvation. That's kind of a side note. But the key point I want to focus on is there was a conscious existence in the afterlife, either a bliss and rest or torment and unrest. And the rich man asked Abraham in this story, because uh, Abraham and Lazarus were together in the place of paradise or rest and joy, can you please send Lazarus to talk to my unsaved brothers to tell them not to come to this place of torment, but to repent, change their way of life? And Abraham said, even if someone were to come back from the dead, they wouldn't believe him. They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear him, them. And so I use that to say, look, uh, there's limited value in these stories. Whatever these stories are, whatever legitimacy there would be to that, God is not really going to use that, and those stories shouldn't change us. It's the Word of God today, the preaching and teaching of the Word of God that we have, that we should follow, that we should obey, that we should respond to, and that will change us, not some story. But if I were to further uh, discuss it, many of these stories seem to be very generic, uh, like they saw, uh, the, you know, they saw their body lying on the operating table, or whatever, or they they were in a corridor, or they were in a place of light, or they were in a place of, uh, you know, they they were walking towards some place of bliss and light, and you know, it could be that that is just a human experience as they as their soul is kind of separating. Um, and it might be God allowing them to experience that to show there is a real spiritual life. But of course, the Lord knows they're not going permanently. So to interpret that as their permanent destiny would be to go far beyond what's reasonable. Because you could even say, if, uh, well, if they felt like they're going toward light or they're hearing music or seeing, uh, feeling blissful, that may not be a divine guarantee that they're saved. That may be the Lord's gracious um, uh, help to them to know that, you know, God knowing they're not going to their eternal destiny, he's giving them a chance to experience something positive and, and knowing they will be resuscitated and encouraging them to follow what they've experienced or felt, you know. So there, 
Or it could be just um, if it's a human phenomenon of your mind, whatever your expectation in your mind could temporarily, you could temporarily be experiencing it. So I guess what I'm saying is there are several different ways from a, just a natural human perspective of what's in your mind to a spiritual perspective of God allowing them to be blessed in order to motivate them. Um, and there, there could be some cases of, say, people that are getting a taste of, of the world to come. I do remember one of our elder ministers who's passed away, uh, David F. Gray, one of our pioneers, and uh, he personally related to me an experience. I believe he had a heart attack on in the in the hospital and was clinically pronounced dead but he was conscious of that whole experience and related in vivid detail how he felt uh looking down upon his body and could could identify the people and the events and the situations and the experience he had but then god released him back to his body so i don't discount there could be legitimate experiences like that but when it's in the case of people who aren't saved or we don't know if they're saved, I think we can't make those authoritative. We can't really use those as primary sources of instruction or testimony other than the word of God, because we already have Luke 16 telling us, no, it's the word of God and the preaching of the word that we should really be listening to. Um, so I don't tend to read all those. Uh, if I do encounter them, the main thing I get is there is an afterlife. So God is trying to show us there is an afterlife. God is trying to show us there is a separation of the soul from body temporarily at death. And, and, and then beyond that, it may be our human expectations or it may be God's grace that would give a positive experience. Thank you for listening to this episode of Apostolic Life in the 21st Century. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a moment to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. We also appreciate it when you share apostolic life in the 21st century with a friend or family member. And make plans to join us again next time as we look at how the Bible applies to everyday life.